What's up everybody? I'm Alex at generalguybel.com. Welcome to the 39th episode of the Heart and Parisa Network podcast. Well, it's 39 already. Who would have thought that we get that far? Initially, I wanted to make 13 at least. Now we have three times as much. Anyway, my guest today is Stampede. He has been in the business for more than 22 years. His music got released on Party Razor recordings, Dark Side Unleashed, as well as Rob G's G-Tank music. He is part of BKJ and Bookings. And I gotta say, I really like all those dudes. They are the nicest guys, always replying. And I guess I had most of them already on the podcast. So big shout out to you guys, you're great. Okay, let's get into that episode. Welcome Stampede. You're listening to the Hard Dance Producer Network, the number one producer podcast for the harder styles. Hosted by General Geibel. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, uh, I'm a, like I said, I'm, I'm a 41 years old uh, Dutch uh, Brabant guy from uh, <laughs> Jungen. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a third 41 years old, uh, married to a lovely wife, got a, a great kid, eight years old, and um, have a day job. But besides that, uh, my true passion is for, 25, for more than 25 years this year. Uh, being a DJ, as a hardcore DJ, yes, and uh, doing that since uh, since 1996, and uh, played played at uh, some smaller, some some bigger parties, festivals, uh, producing since uh, 2000 uh, 2009, uh, and, and and right now, yeah, still love the love doing it. Uh, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do without it. It's, it's, it's yeah. uh, taking more control of your life. Yeah. And uh, right now, it's, it's such, a, such a great miss having, having uh, uh, producing is, is, is one thing, but entertaining the people is, is something we miss. Uh, I think I speak for a lot of artists right now that we are missing doing what we love to do. Yeah. That's entertaining the people uh, in front of us and not only uh, yeah, through a live stream, but uh, face to face. So you, you've been kind of DJing already like for 13 something years before you started producing. So what uh, made the decision to go in and make your own tracks? Yeah, uh, well, I was, I, I was playing for a lot of years uh, as a DJ, uh, doing a lot of stuff, not only hardcore, but I played, yeah. uh, uh, I think for, for uh, more than... Uh, let us see, let, let us take us back when uh, when I was in 2000. I played at one of the uh, one, uh, one of the popular most popular uh, locations in Holland in Tilburg. It's called Kadans. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't exist anymore, uh, uh, but it was formerly known uh, formerly known as 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 the, the as one of those uh, how do I say that really industrial looking locations in Holland. Near, near, the, near the train station of Tilburg. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I was, I was uh, being asked to play there and I had my first big booking there and got in contact with a lot of people. And one of them was, uh, was a producer. Uh, um, and which, uh, after the club closed in 2001, I think, or 2002 it was, we uh, lost contact. 
Uh, in the years going in the years after, I uh, started working as a DJ in a in a in Breda in a, in a small bar uh, where I was given the opportunity not only to play every weekend for Fridays and Saturdays, uh, but also give my own small parties over there. Mm-hmm. And when I threw well, one of my parties there, uh, uh, that guy came in again because he knew the. Uh, the lady behind the bar mm-hmm. and um, yeah we started uh, coming into contact again started uh, uh, started going uh, seeing each other and uh, yeah started playing uh, music uh, at his attic uh, because he had his own turntables uh, mm-hmm. over there and uh, then he then he introduced me to 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 producing and uh, back then he uh, had a uh, I don't know if a lot of people know that uh, DAW. It's, it's it's called Renoise. Don't know if you know it. <laughs> I <laughs> heard about it. Program. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, you could, uh, some people know it as Fast Tracker, uh, a Fast Tracker kind of kind of kind of kind yeah. of DAW. Uh, uh, so so he uh, he showed me how uh, how it was to produce music, and I got really got interested in it. Yeah. So and. Uh, yeah, and, and we uh, we started making uh, making music just for fun, etc. And uh, and then to, in late two thousand nine, two thousand ten, he uh, we uh, he he went his own. He, he he went on his own and started making music as an artist. And uh, I got interested in uh, in producing more and started working with Ableton. No. And Ableton, yeah, it wasn't not my taste. Uh, so I skipped over, I think, uh, beginning of 2011, I started to uh, learn more about, uh, about uh, FL Studio. Mm-hmm. And that's the DAW I'm still working on with right now. Uh, learned a lot. And uh, yeah, since then, I'm, I'm married to Fruity, uh, to Fruity yeah. Loops. And uh, yeah, still working with it and making, and making music. So uh, that's the way it was developed in, the, yeah. in, the, in those years. And in, in, in that club where you started um, in Bereda, where you've been like sort of a resident and been playing every weekend, you've been playing only hardcore or you've been like no. top 40, you play everything? Um, like I said, in 2000, I played uh, in the Cadans. That th- Those were my first bookings. That was in Tilburg. Mm-hmm. And there it was, it was only hardcore, a millennium rough yeah. for people right now. But... Uh, I uh, when that club closed, I uh, went to uh, I went to that. Uh, it's more like a bar than 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 a club in uh, in Breda, yeah. uh, and, and and there you have to play all kinds of music uh, mm-hmm. for for a period from from 10, 10, uh, 10 p.m. till oh four uh, in in the a.m. in the morning. Yeah. But uh, yeah. The, it, it, it was one of those locations in where uh, the normal people, well, normal people, uh, people who, who went out uh, in the weekend to uh, have some drinks, uh, want to have a good time. And then yeah. they came into the bar and yeah, it was enthusiasm and adrenaline from 10 to 4 all night. So you have to, so you have to play all kinds of music uh, for, uh, with, with, yeah, with, with a short period of time. Uh, Dutch people know the term. I think it's called ski hut uh, style. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you. So at one moment you're playing. Uh, uh, so you're you're playing 80s or 90s music. 
yeah. and then you go to hardstyle or you're going to play edm and then you go to hardcore and then yeah. it's all back to dark party music yeah so yeah that's that's that i played there for 50 years and uh and that's where i uh where i got in contact with that guy and uh yeah started to, to yeah started, like i said we uh, played uh, we played music at his, at his attic and i started to uh yeah get to know more about uh the producing kind of way yeah how difficult was it back then um to be kind of up to date because um i guess it was all vinyl so mm -hmm. yes I, i mean you know i also started out um you know being like this entertainer the jukebox guy playing all night and playing everything and already like there i had cds and you know itunes existed so you could also burn a lot of tracks and mm -hmm. could be really prepared um like how difficult was it like to have the records that you need and like especially for an all-nighter to like carry them i mean it's been like tons of records probably you had to go for for a night That, that's a thing uh, it, it wasn't uh it wasn't like i said it was a bar so it wasn't uh like a club like uh, where where you have uh the turntables over yeah. and you where all those racks with all kinds of vinyl uh for 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 the dj or you have to carry your own vinyls uh the uh we uh, in, in that bar there was a, a a big ass music computer with uh we have a mixing panel with it with pitch knobs mm -hmm. etc so so the mixing was still the same no. but we had a big ass network with a, a ton loads of music in which you could download them instantly and then you play it uh, for the crowd ah okay uh, i see but like i said we we had uh, I, I got the opportunity to um, to uh, give my on my own parties over there, and uh, yeah, it really started funny because the the bar owner never uh, knew anything about what what the DJs uh, were uh, were doing. He wasn't yeah. familiar in that world. So uh, when I when he told me, yeah, uh, you're you're throwing a party, okay? Uh, what what do you need? I need turntables. Turntables? Is that <laughs> something from the 60s, 70s, 80s, or whatever? No, no, no. <laughs> so, so I let him hire a couple of turntables, a mixer, and uh, I, uh, that he not, I never forgot his face. That uh, that when he uh, when I showed up, I got uh, my buddy with me, and we carried in three cases of vinyl for the whole night, and it was filled with hardcore and old school and. He said, "What are you going to do?" I said, "Well, yeah. Hey, you want to throw me to? Uh, you want me to throw a party? Well, this is how the DJs do it, and this is how a bar entertainer is doing." Yeah. So yeah, uh, that that was that was a, a cool start of, of 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 something diverse in that bar, and uh, yeah, since then I've played there for 15 years, and every night. Um, uh, it was uh, Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It was jam packed. It was oh, every nice. every night, so it was uh, it was cool. Um, good buddy of mine, I have to, I, I have to uh, I have to mention him. That's Tim. He's uh, right now is always with me. Where when I go to parties, he was the 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 second DJ of that bar. We played there for more than 15 years, and every night it was jam packed on Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, jam packed yeah. and. Uh, Yeah, that's 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 the way I, I uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, a different kind of way of entertaining than, than what we're doing here 
uh, on a normal festival or a party, like, like yeah. the most people know. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big difference. We, we, uh, we could make that difference by, by throwing in those exclusive parties, in uh, which we uh, put, uh, yeah, when we uh, dusted off the, the turntables and then yeah. got some guest uh, DJs over us. So, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Diverse. Yeah, I always say like it's a big difference, you know, if um, you got a party and there's like every hour or sometimes even every 45 minutes, there's a different DJ coming on. Or if you got like a DJ who's playing a long set, it's a totally different experience. Absolutely. Yes. For, yeah. for me, those nights were, were marathon uh, sets because uh, like I said, I, I was started to play at 10 and I was finished at four in the morning. Yeah. And, uh. and, and you have to be so diverse with with with, with what you're doing and, and what kind of people you're having in your bar. And uh, at one moment, a, a couple of people uh, who uh, just came uh, came back from a soccer party who, uh, who are really pumped up want to hear some hardcore when they come in. And uh, uh, five minutes later, uh, a bachelor party is coming in with all those people who wanted to hear uh, 90s uh, or 80s music. So you yeah. have to really look what kind of people are standing in front of you and you have to anticipate but on the other hand i learned so much in those 50 years and it gave me so much uh, extra when uh, when i play now for a hardcore yeah. for a hardcore crowd because it's always experimenting and knowing and studying what kind of people are in front of you and yeah. uh, you have to anticipate and it's um, it's uh, you have to uh, create a set at that time, at that moment, just to entertain them, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a sport, and uh, yeah, I learned a lot in that bar for for fifty years. So yeah, yeah. it's a good good DJ school, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, and uh, still uh, still uh, having uh, a lot of uh, advantage of it. Yeah, let's uh, talk a little bit about production. Um, so when you you started, you you've been always doing hardcore, or you started with some other genre and kind of ended up with hardcore, or I I I uh, started DJing in 1996, where where, where hardcore was at its one of its peaks. Yeah. I think the deep peak, and uh, I never let, let 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 go of hardcore. So so yeah. uh, when when I try when I started producing in, in 2011. Or in uh, 2009 with, uh, with with that buddy of mine, we, we started with hardcore. And uh, when I uh, started with Fruit Loops, it, it was all hardcore all the way. Yeah. Uh, of, of course, I like experimenting because, hey, I'm a very diverse, uh, I'm, I'm, I really like music. So uh, I, I listen to art style, I listen to old school, listen to raw. I listen to to uh, to jungle to a prodigy or whatever and, yeah. and really picking up some uh, a lot of things i hear from from other uh, from other productions uh, or other other kinds of music and really want to uh, yeah do something with, with during my productions and uh, yeah but it, it was all hardcore yeah now nowadays you're going more for the uptempo sound right yeah but yeah. That's the thing. I, I when I started producing, I was really, yeah, really into the the, the mainstream sound. I was really uh, digging a lot of uh, the Angerfist sound back then. I really was a, a big ass fan of uh, DJ D from uh, from Italy, who had so mu so much ingredients in his track. Uh, it was not only 
uh, it was high paced, but it had so much more. It had music, uh, it, had, it had melody, it had so much more body with, with, with background effects. And it was, it was a full, it was a full track. And, uh, yeah, that, that was my, uh, that was my, my first, uh, direction of, of, of kind of hardcore tracks, kind of, uh, type of hardcore tracks I wanted to make yeah. nowadays. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. The yeah, tempo sound is, is 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 so so different than the hardcore sound back then, and uh, uh, there are uh, up tempo sounds who still have that body, like the mm -hmm. the, the, the the millennium sound or the the the, the, the begins. The, like I I hear that term a lot of, a lot of times the, these days. Early up tempo sounds. <laughs> early up tempo. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 we've got. Every day a new a, a new genre. Yeah, thing. I, I, I didn't came across that so far. So now but, I. But what I hear is is a lot of uh, a lot of up tempo sounds still have that body that that really that that, mm. that detail in that tracks and, and, and a lot of doesn't have any any body or whatever. It's more kick based and 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 the harder the kick is, the more the the, the better the the better the track is. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a matter of taste and. Uh, I, I, I'm still loving a, a full track. Yeah. It was when I started making music and it still is. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a taste thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I 100% agree with you. A lot of tracks, um, they just don't have any meaning. It's just like a million of kicks and nothing in between. And it's cool. No, cool it's, kick it's, collection. Nice, but I like music, you know. Yeah, so of course. Like um, I can I can download a sample pack and throw together a couple of loops myself. So <laughs> you know, I don't need to buy that track. I agree, I agree. But but hey, uh, here's the thing. There uh, a kick, it's it, if, if a track is not uh, it's, it's, uh, if, if a track is so basic uh, and, and the, uh, a kick can can tell a story. Look at the look at the nineties. Look at PCP. Yeah. Look at those tracks like Pill Drive or Atmosphere or, or Apocalypse Never. Those yeah. tracks that he made weren't they uh, were they uh, full with uh, different kinds of sounds or it was, uh, could it, it told a story? But but the sounds were 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 so so damn great. Yeah. Um, and still is because hey, those, those are iconic, iconic tracks. Those, those tracks have become so so damn popular, uh, but they tell a story. And yeah, um, yeah uh, nowadays a lot, uh, I see this this type of music back in the up tempo. But does it tell a story? Some do, some don't. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, but it's like I said, it's a matter of taste. No, one hundred percent. But like you know, since you mentioned it, like tracks like Pitch Hiker and stuff, it's 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 just a kick. There's nothing else. Just the whole track is a kick. But there is such a feeling in that, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, you have to have like outstanding um, talent to figure that out because uh, that's definitely not something everybody everybody can put up a kick, but yeah. make just a kick work like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that is something I guess like you know one out of a million can pull off and like I guess too many people try to pull shit like that off just yeah. like kicks but yeah. I think I think it's much harder to uh, make a complete kick based track because just a great kick alone is not enough and the rest and still keep it like uh, centered on the kick 
I personally feel it's much harder than like add some music to it. <laughs> yes, of course, but 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 if we go back for to to use that bitch hiker track as an example, um, um, I, back then uh, it, it 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 was. Um, It was an idea. Just make a track with kicks, but 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 uh, adjust them during during the track in ways that other that other uh, our uh, producers never knew they they could do or they could uh, they could uh, put in the music. Uh, but but this guy, this 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 Mark Carly Payne, he he does it, and damn, he 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 uh, he pulled off a, a great track and. Uh, Yeah, but this is this is so 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 90s. And yeah. a lot of people, uh, a lot of tempo, uh, I, I uh, has got so much kicks in it, but so less story. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, there is so much up tempo who still have a lot of kicks, diversity in kicks, but then there is a storyline in it. There's something. Yeah extra with with it and and uh, there are not uh, those quality up tempo tracks are really rare these days and uh, mm. on the other hand yeah up tempo is is, is is so popular right now it's um, you like it or you don't uh, but 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 my taste is still up tempo with a lot of extras in it mm. and, and, and that can tell a story and not only to to lose your mind on, on on a dance floor but still have to have that 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 awe feeling from hey damn what i'm listening to what is he telling with this track that's yeah. music to my ears yeah, yeah absolutely but i i, I totally understand why up tempo is so popular you know um just out of the perspective of people who listen it i mean go on um on like on a big festival go on the up tempo stage It's a different experience, you know, starting already from the DJ on stage. They actually have fun. Well, like, you know, the more mainstream guys are always like they seem like they're just there for a job. Well, like the, you know, mm -hmm. the uptempo, you got a lot of young guys, very ambitious guys. They have really fun. And yeah, there's a lot of uptempo tracks. They got like some, you know, you hear it like for me as a producer, sometimes it's kind of hard because. I hear it's not good quality, but the feel in a lot of up-tempo tracks, it's really good. You know, you hear it and it's like automatically, yeah, nice. You know, let's move. It is, it is. And it, it's, it, that, that, I think that's the power of, of, of up-tempo. Uh, besides the, 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 the arrangement of the track, it has so, uh, it has so much dr drive in it. And it has that, 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 that high-pitched party feeling that everybody uh, wants to have at, uh, at, I think at every festival that everybody wants to have uh, that climax feeling uh, when you visit a party. Uh, a lot of people are are walking around through uh, the complete event, starting uh, at 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 the, at the art styles, or going to an old school, uh, or going to the main, and then they say, "Damn, I need that extra. I want to. I wanted to feel that that that." Yep. That uh, that rebellious, that 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 high-driven uh, adrenaline. I, I want to have that, and then they go to to uh, to uh, to an area where they where, where yeah, some some tempo artists. Yeah, then oh, they will get treated really well because um, yeah, they they can have that party feeling over there, and it's 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 cool. It's it's great to have a up tempo in the, in the, in the as, as 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 an extra genre. In our in our music these days, yes. 
It's also great because there are so many funny memes about Uptempo. <laughs> they're mean, but <laughs> they're so funny. You know, people get always offended, but they're so fucking funny. I mean, you could do it about any other genre, but for some reason, there are like a lot of Uptempo memes. Ask 10 people what the definition is of Uptempo and give, uh, f let them, uh, let them uh, call, recall three or five tracks in which they define up-tempo. Well, you have 10 different answers and I yeah. think 50 or 40 different tracks. Yeah. Yeah, it also goes very far. Um, you know, it's, it's very broad because, um, you know, a lot of, like, a lot of um, artists which are all kind of put in up-tempo are so far different from each other. I mean, I'm like, by all means, I'm not like um, an up-tempo expert, but... If I take like something like F noise or unproven, I believe he's also called up tempo. Mm -hmm. This is this is far ahead. This is in, to my ears. It's it's they kind of don't go together. Maybe now I don't know. I'm not up to date, but I hear like a lot of guys putting together with up tempo, and I think like wow, this is completely different than what he is playing. You know, it's it's all hardcore. If if if. Yeah. if, if If you're going to a restaurant and you have a menu and you wanted to have uh, and you want to have a steak, you want to order a steak. Well, you have these days. These days, a restaurant does not uh, serve just a steak with, with some sauce on it on, on your plate. No way. They first throw you in a menu with I think eight or ten different kinds of steak, yeah. and that's what what is happening with hawker right now. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but it's it's. Uh, uh, I can uh, irritate, it's irritating me sometimes because hardcore is still hardcore. If it's slow paced or high paced, I don't give a damn because it's still hardcore. On the other hand, it's a really cool thing because everybody's got his taste and his, like I said, his definition of hardcore. So if you want to have your kind of feeling, or if you want to have your uh, your uh, way of hardcore on, 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 on On, uh, on an evening or on a festival, then you are getting those genres presented to you, like a tempo, like old school, like millennium, like hardcore, whatever. Yeah. But you can pick, and but it's all hardcore. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's still difficult. I mean, because it, it is so broad. But you know, people was... are making it really, really difficult. Because no, but it's, it's, it is so different. Genres. No, but it's, it is so different. So um, a couple of years ago, my wife wanted to go on a hardcore party. So she was mm -hmm. like checking out party flock and found a hardcore party like near Amsterdam where we used to live. So, and yeah, I looked at the lineup. I was like, you sure? Okay. So, you know, a friend of mine been playing. So, okay, let's go. And then she didn't know what it is. She was hardcore. She's more into that stuff. Anger fist, out of fighters, that type of stuff. And on that lineup, there was... F noise, party raiser, anger noiser, you know? So I was like, are you sure you want to go there? So you know, then before, before we started getting ready, I played her like some of the artists playing there. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that is also hardcore. No, I don't want to go there, you know? So that, that's what makes it difficult because I guess this separation is probably necessary because, you know. It is because, because people don't work. Uh, tickets are these days so so, uh, so not not the cheapest thing yeah. if, if, so so you want to have quality for your uh, 
for your expensive tickets. And in that case, the diversity of, 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 of hardcore in its meaning and, and those subgenres is, uh, like I said, it's, it's the menu on a, on, a, on a card of a restaurant. Yeah. Hey, you want hardcore? Okay, honey, let's go to a hardcore party. Which hardcore do would you like? Yeah. yeah. Do you like uh, Do you like uh, the, the more high paced uh, hardcore? Well, in that case, we have to go to uh, to uh, to a, a, a venue where, where they play more of the kind of up tempo or industrial track. Yeah. Would you like uh, like like you said, you want to go to an anger fist or whatever, or you would like an art of fighters? Hey, then we're going to resonate or whatever. The, those kind of millennium based uh, based parties. So yeah. uh, it's, for every, for everybody, there is a hardcore and there is a choice, and and, and uh, that's that's I think that's a, a great thing of of the diversity in in, in, in hardcore these days. Uh, 100%. Do I like it? Yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I see the necessity in it. Yeah, uh, uh, that that makes total sense. Let's talk about a little bit about production. What yeah. is like um, your typical approach? How you kind of approach a track when you start a new track? You got like some typical approach. You start with a breakdown, with a kick. What? What? Uh, not, not really. Uh, sometimes I I, I, uh, I watch I watch movies. I, I see a break, or I see a, I see a line from a, from a kind of movie or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, I think okay, that that would be cool in a break, and then I start making uh, making arrangements. Uh, yeah. Sometimes uh, I, I listen I listen hardcore a lot. Uh, not only the present hardcore, but also uh, the, the the millennium type type of hardcore because yeah. uh, I'm an old school minded guy. So I really like uh, uh, typical things of 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 of, of, of the of, years gone by back in my hardcore these days um so so uh, so i listen to them and i say okay well i hear these sounds how should this fit in a track these days and how should it should i make it my own right. and then i start working on it and then i i, I have a collection of, of of things i wanted to do in in, in a new arrangement in a new track and then i start getting start getting busy with it um I uh, checked your interview with uh, Mr. Rapji, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, one of those projects is, uh, is is his first ever track uh, he produced, uh, Nonchalant to Stocken. I'm working on that uh, together with my uh, Texas buddy El Nino, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's it's. Well, it's it's something I really wanted to do for a long time, uh, having uh, making a remix from a from a, a really old old school track. I did it before for for another good buddy of mine, DJ Eve from Club X, and but this this is really different because one, it uh, it has so much extra influences. It has uh, metal in it. It has that gabber, that old school gabber thing in it. It has those weird vocals of his, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. Not that your voice is not that your voice is weird, Rob. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. <laughs> I love you. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a challenge because because uh, uh, I talked with Greg El Nino. Uh, I think uh, this did the past weekend and then the weekend before, and I we were discussing those guitar riffs of back then. Yeah. Uh, does it match with the the, the today sound? And, and we came. It's 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 a really hard thing. And on the other hand, 
we, uh, we discussed this and I said, okay, why don't we drop this and make it, uh, 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 make it a completely fresh new track with uh, some, uh, not all the sounds, but a couple of sounds from, 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 from the original and, and of course the, the, the vocals from Rob. And it's a challenge. Uh, but but it's it's cool and th those other projects I really like working on because then a, a remix is something else than an original track because you know what you what, what your what your instruments are what the atmosphere is uh, of, of track you're going to make for an original tra track like I said hey I've got an idea I've got a sample or, or I've got a, a movie clip or whatever or I just made a new kit hey start making an arrangement and yeah. then from there we are going to uh, yeah, fill it up with all kinds of things, edits, screeches, leads, uh, effects, yeah. background, and then, yeah, then it comes together. How do you approach a remix like that of that old track? Because I'm pretty sure you don't have the stamps of that. Uh, yeah, well, in that case, uh, Rob told me Nonchalant to Stocken is a, a track in which it is, uh, it is uh, he didn't have the stamps, but the original track, uh, all those tracks are... Uh, are uh, loose from each other in the track, so so you can. Oh, I see. So so when you have that guitar, nah, 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 it starts yeah. playing, but it has no background or whatever. The, okay. the kick, etc., is coming later. So you have a big piece of of guitar riff you can use. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the vocals are, are are all a cappella as well in the track. So we got a lot of things we could use for this track. Uh, but but that that. I, I, when I started with this idea to make that uh, to, to make that uh, that remix, I, I asked Rob, I, "Would you like it?" Yeah. Do you have the stamps? Oh no! <laughs> it's 1993. I don't have it anymore. I said, "Yeah, okay." Well, but then he said, "Hey, it's easy. Get here. Here's the track. Here's it in, in yeah. HQ in Wave. Yeah. Uh, go ahead because all the it's really simple because the whole all of those samples are are, are, are loose from each other if you hear it correctly yeah. and that's when when the good ears are coming to play. Yeah, I believe. I believe. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he told that um, he. There, there haven't been even multi-tracks. It was like just recorded everything to stereo right away. Yes. Everything in one take right away to stereo. So I really <laughs> love that story. I really love that story. I really, I really like that's 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 really a cool thing when you uh, when you invited Rob. I, I really uh, like. I said I'm an old school guy. I really yeah. like the 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 icons from back in the day the, telling stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, when I when I see a couple of uh, guys from 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 back then. Uh, yeah, they can tell stories. I'm, I'm, I'm drooling with, with, with interest because damn, that's, it's, it's great to tell, to hear those kind of stories. And because, yeah, I, I enjoyed them when I was a little gabber. And now yeah. Yeah, you're, you're sharing a locker room with them and then you can hear the real stories about it. That's cool. Yeah, it's, So it's I, really, I really love the interview. So props for that. Have you also checked out the first one? He was one of the first guests on the podcast. Yeah, I only checked the second one, and and, uh, and, and and yeah, I'm going to check the first one. But hey, it's it's, it's so cool to hear him talk about, about yeah. everything from uh, from from 
also that sensation black thing. I never knew what the true story behind it was. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really cool to have those kind of people doing their story in yeah. in, in podcasts uh, on, on your YouTube channel, and it's great. Yeah, do that a lot. It's it's cool. Yeah, otherwise, you know, a lot of those stories will never get told. Uh, no, but but. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of those icons are being uh, are being interviewed, and at every other interview, they tell something different. Like uh, I, I, I listened to uh, to Drugs, so he has some interviews on s separate channels, and every time I hear something new in his in his stories that he didn't told in the in the previous uh, interview, yeah. so it's it's always great to to hear those kind of stories. Yeah, but the big issues with a lot of those interviews, like for blogs and whatever, is always like there's a fixed set of questions and those questions are always boring as fuck. It's always like, what are your plans for the future? What are you working on now? Yeah. Like, uh, like you know, they're always the same questions. Like yeah. and a lot of people hate to, re, uh, to uh, respond to them. So in the beginning, when I started the podcast, I was also like uh, writing down questions. Now it's always just a conversation, you know, always like, okay, let's start and let's see where we end up with. And there we get like the best stories out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, but, but, but like this, I really like the way we just started our, our, our conversation. Your, the, the link is open, the camera's open. We're just starting to talk. You press record, record. Hey, damn, we have, we have an, a conversation and an interview. And uh, the way you're doing it, props. I really, I really like it. It's really, really low profile, really swell. I, this is, this is uh, something I really like to, uh, to watch back uh, after my uh, after my work uh, at night and then check and check what kind of interview is, is is on right now. It's really cool how you do it. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I had this experience um, back in the day. I was working in a recording studio and I recorded back then an album with a session guitar player, and he was like seventy and he'd been uh, playing guitar on record since the 70s so he played like on bonnie m and like he played in those orchestras like james last and Bert camford had like you know um so and every time he came to the studio we've been sitting for five hours drinking coffee and he was telling stories you know and i always thought like <laughs> man somebody should record that shit he had so, so many good stories i mean like you know that was like i think i think 2010 2011 so he had already like 40 years of being a professional musician <laughs> like you know uh, that was like very interesting back then and i wish like you know um, a lot of that stuff got recorded you know and that's also like you know with you know guys like rob g i mean we hang out usually and we talk for hours like we did on the podcast you know and he's telling all those types of stories and i was like yeah and somebody should record that shit the first ever time I got in contact with Rob G was at Cubase. Um, that was Cubase, I think the last one where I played. I was, uh, I, I, I texted him just before, uh, a couple of days before we went to Cubase. And I said, hey, I'm going to check you out. And uh, ah, cool, all right. So I was <laughs> Rob G. Um, yeah. So when I got back after my set with uh, Geo with Artifacts at, uh, because we had to play, uh, as, as first artists so I had Cubase, yeah. which was a great party, still has so many great memories of it. And uh, Rob was, uh, was in the back and uh, he was sitting there at, 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 at the table and he was telling a lot of 
guys so many stories from back then and and he kept on kept on 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 telling those stories it's so great to hear those guys speak because hey they're the foundation of what is our hardcore scene right these days so it's always great to hear what what they have done for, for for us they've paved the way and and um, it's always great to hear how the scene was back then in the 90s and in the millennium era than it yeah. is right now because there's so much difference and so oh, many of course. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's great to hear yeah how come you haven't met him earlier I mean you both are on BKJN is there not something like you know that like you know people kind of cross their paths if they're in the same agency yeah but but, but that, was, that was great because I, I, I signed at BKJN in 2000 uh what was it 2000, 2000 yeah, 2018 mm-hmm. and, uh, and then was the last uh, the, then was the last Cubase so oh, okay. and, and it was my first first booking for uh, BKJN playing there uh, at Cubase and so yeah it was uh, so it was uh, for me it was the, the the first moment I had to check him backstage and uh, okay. Uh, before that, I I, I, I never got the, our, our paths never crossed, so so okay. it was great. Uh, yeah, that happens sometimes. That, yeah, you know, it does. Around that, I mean, it's it's it. You know, the whole scene is kind of a village. You know, so like sooner or later, you know, uh, you meet everybody, but somehow there are always like a couple of people where it doesn't kind of work out. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but 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 that's uh, that that's not 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 abnormal. Uh, there's a chemistry be, uh, between guys, or you don't have that chemistry, or you don't have it. Yeah, that's um, right. So uh, yeah, but 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 hey, uh, there are so many guys who are low profile and, uh, and and are talking to everybody. I'm just a guy also who likes to talk uh, to to talk about uh, about other uh, other people and, and talk and talk about stories. Yeah. Um, with others, so so yeah, that's. I think that's a great thing if you want to uh, to be in that village and get in contact with others. You have to be low profile and uh, be yourself, and then then everything will turn out right, and then you have those great that, that great those great stories to be shared with. Yeah, that's that's true, absolutely. Let's get back to production again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about kick drums. Yes. Um, so, like, what is your type of approach of making kick drums? Because you know there are like people sitting there for days trying to make one solid chain. There are people who kind of make a lot of sounds and layer them up. Like, what is your approach on making kick drums? Yeah, I, I uh, since I uh, produced, I uh, always was married to the microtonic kick drum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, which uh, I did a lot of tracks with, uh, and I got my own chain. I uh, uh, after uh, after trying and trying, following tutorials, also on your channel, of course. And then I, yeah. <laughs> then I, uh, I, 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 uh, I created my own chain and a way of making my own sound of of, of having kicks, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so at some point. A lot of people said, oh, why aren't you trying something new? Yeah, why not? So in that case, I skipped uh, last year from, uh, from my Catronic to, to Serum. Yeah, still using the same, same chain and, 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 mm-hmm. and, 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 and swap it with other, uh, with other uh, 
with other instruments, with other plugins. Sometimes I use something different and, and, and uh, to get to get another approach. And then it's uh, then you can create tons of new new kind of kicks. And yeah. uh, with Serum, yeah, it's, uh, so there's there's a new world going open for me, and it has so much more to give. Um, yeah, so so it's 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 what it's it's a feeling thing. You know, one day I. I uh, I really like uh, the way I'm, uh, I'm used to making my kicks right now. On the other hand, I'm well. The, uh, the next day, I'm still having so it's from yeah. Okay, let's instead of having my one sec, uh, one sec. I don't want to interrupt you, but uh, your camera is off. You oh my god! That. Yeah. <laughs> is that so? Yeah. Where is it? Damn you! Damn you! Where is it? Uh, I'm not sure. You're from the phone, right? Because uh, on on the desktop, it's uh, somewhere in the bottom left. There's a camera icon. Oh yes, we're back. Oh, yeah, perfect. Well, You're back. Should I begin again? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <Continue>. <laughs> well, so at some point, uh, like uh, I stay on my my own uh, my own chain. Uh, but then when I got inspired by, by other sounds, then I say, okay, well, uh, perhaps we could, instead of uh, having this EQ session, uh, setting, uh, which is uh, a, bit, uh, a bit limited, well, why not uh, fuck it up all the way up and mm -hmm. uh, try something with that? It's, 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 every day is, is a new day, and, yeah. and, and, and I'm trying every day, I'm trying something new. And uh, yeah, it works out for me. And uh, with, the, with with my transfer from microtonic to serum, yeah, a lot of new stuff is really, really, really being created and going well. Yeah. How important is layering for your kids? Um, yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that a lot. A lot of producers like working with layers. I'm not that type of guy. I uh, I'm only using one layer. That's the mm -hmm. punch. I'm, 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 I'm always, um, I always like a 909 kick under yeah. my, uh, underneath my kicks, just to give him that old school thump in the face. Uh, yeah. Some, some, some uh, tracks these days I don't hear a, a kind of sound in, in where I hear a thump. So at some points, it's only a bass line or just 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 a just lot of bass tracks are missing. Not, that. not not much attack or a punch in it. I'm an old school guy, so I really like that nine and nine thump in the face yeah. in, uh, when I hear my kicks. Yeah. Uh, so I always use use a separate nine and nine, and I always do it in the mix when I uh, create my tracks. I think that's the only layer I'm using. Yeah. So. <clears throat> You're not relying like on any kind of additional talk sounds or anything like that. Yeah, if I make a talk sound, uh, yeah, if I if I think that I, that I miss a talk sound, perhaps that will be the third layer, but that's yeah. the max. Yeah. And in that case, I, I make a talk. I make a talk with my existing kick yeah. and then bounce it and then mix it up into my uh, my my project chain. Yeah. And then you have my project, my my my, my basic kick, my 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 my, my uh, fun foundation, and then you have the uh, the nine oh nine, and then you have the perhaps a talk, and that's it. Yeah. And for the rest, it's all about uh, uh, putting your EQ in, uh, in uh, creating uh, creating the right LFO movement, yeah. and then yeah, cool cool shit happens. Yeah.
what 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 sense you like to use besides serum? Uh, silent, of course. Yeah. I like silent for for making melodies. Uh, uh, I, I layer. Uh, that's something else. My leads are always layered. Mm-hmm. Uh, using uh, four four layers, six layers, uh, sometimes more if I want to have choir or, or whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I really, li- I re- I re- I'm a lead guy. I, I really yeah. like leads. I, I like them uh, uh, wide, really wide, but full yeah. together with choir and strings, etc., and pads. So, so they are well layered, and and, and, and it could be a, divi- a diversity of serum, silent. Uh, I use Nexus sometimes because it has some cool presets, no. especially for choir. I think, um, yeah, those are the synths I'm, I'm using basically uh, in, in previous uh, in previous tracks when I want to create a, a cool thin arpeggio. Sometimes I use a Fanger. Uh, and, and that's all. That still does exist? Yeah, it does. I still have it. And, and it has some cool presets in which, uh, in which yeah, I can make, I can make a really cool uh, aggressive uh, arpeggio just, yeah. just to walk with, 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 the, with, with my kicks and it really works. Yeah, yeah nice, nice. What, uh, what else uh, is like, you know, in terms of plugins you, you like to use? I'm married, I'm married to Filterbank. I am married with Felterbank always and never will. A, a, a good buddy of mine, Björn Unleashed Fury, he was also a Felterbank, a Felterbank minded guy. He uh, he he just he just got uh, got rid of his Felterbank and now he's using the Camel Fat. Of mm. course, Camel Fat is also uh, <laughs> also <deep>. old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Hey, yeah. but all things all things are not uh, specifically specifically wrong. Hey. Uh, uh, so so yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a, a lot still for 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 uh, for my kicks for my kick yeah. effects. I always use my my, my camera fat. Yeah, there's a famous quote <laughs> from a German talk yeah. show sitcom series. I don't know. Besides cars and women, new doesn't always mean better. <laughs> No, no, no. Of course, the woman you is always better. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, I think, I think, uh, I think some plugins are just like a fine wine; they get better the older they get. <laughs> yeah. So I assume you are on Windows because all that shit you mentioned wouldn't work nowadays. On no, I'm, I'm still on Windows. Yeah. So I still yeah. use Windows. Yes, and um, yeah, it still works for me. Uh, some people like uh, are using a Mac, and uh, I'm still Windows. I'm still on Windows. It works fine with me. And if I can make my music with Windows, hey, let me be. At the end, you know, if there was a CD on the booklet, there wouldn't be like this was made on a Mac. You know? <laughs> nobody, course. nobody gives a shit if the nobody gives a shit if, yeah, if yeah. there's if there if the if the end result. It's quality good, and then, yeah. then, then it's all good. If the kick has punch, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If there, it has to. Be, a kick has to be a kick. Like yeah. like they say in Dutch, hey, base when you already move Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. Ah, you don't know. You don't know. Base when you, you don't. Ha- you, you just don't need to hear a bass. You have to feel it. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, check it up. It's one of those famous tra- Dutch tracks, uh, those Dutch hardcore tracks from JDA. 
yeah, everybody knows it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's my definition for a hardcore kick. Uh, if you want to make hardcore, you, uh, if, you, if my, top, my type of hardcore is one that punches me in the face and not no. uh, some kick I hear, uh, damages my ears because hey, it's, uh, there's so much high, high, uh, high, uh, high EQ in it. Uh, but not enough body just to make me uh, lose my hamburger I just ate for five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, but that's um, you mentioned it, and I totally agree. That's um, something I hear quite often on uptempo tracks. That like the first quarter of the kick, actually the talk, there's no mm -hmm. bass, no bass. If you cut out the high end, there's only bass on the tail, no bass mm -hmm. on the punch, and. Um, I really don't like it. <laughs> I always hear it. I, I hear I'm, I'm like, you, like, put the fucking 909 underneath it, make it fucking bang, you know? I mean, I understand it's also a different feeling, how to kick roofs and everything. Yeah. I understand why people do it, but I really don't like it. I've, I've, been, I've been to a lot of, uh, a lot of parties uh, the past 25 years. I can still remember if if I have two separate uh, separate moments. Is one of those moments is when I uh, when I went to the Energy Hall in Rotterdam to uh, to visit one of those legendary mega rave sounds. Yeah. Hey, uh, if just like I said, if I, if I ate a hamburger five minutes ago and I went into the Energy Hall, I, my hamburger is coming up through my nose again because <laughs> there's so much punch and so much yeah. uh, so much. Uh, so much body in it that, that my stomach is going going berserk yeah. nowadays uh when i uh, my, my one of my last parties i went uh yeah it's it, I, i i went all the way up to the front and i was saying to my wife honey where uh well uh is where is my hamburger is it coming up, up there or up there because yeah. i i don't feel anything i don't feel yeah. that That, that old school feeling I have for years, where is it? And that's because uh, at some point, oh, it, the feeling comes back again, but the, 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 the accent of making the kicks is, uh, uh, is, is more on, 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 the, on the mid than it, than, than, than it's, than it was in, in, in the attack. It's, it's, yeah. I miss that punch, that old punchy feeling. But like I said in the beginning, It's not bad. It's not good. It's a matter of taste. It's and different. Yes. The, the 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 people nowadays really like those those kicks more than than uh, yeah than than if you if you ask a, a gatherer who is 20 years old what they think of the kicks right now they say oh it's awesome but if you ask it a guy who has been uh, who is 50 years old still goes to parties and he says well yeah back in the day. Those those cakes were yeah. brutal. Yeah, it's 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 something you can't compare because the the the, the way of making cakes, making music, is so much diverse than it was now than it was was 20 years ago. Yeah, it's also there are also te technical limitations. You know, if you go more for the distortion you will kind of lose the fatness. It is just like like it is, you know. It's very hard to manage both and like going with this crazy distortion like people do nowadays and still retain like, you know, really the punchiness and the fatness. It's 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 a very hard and it's very hard to pull off. If, uh, if, if we're going to the tutorial, I, I remember when I uh, checked for the first time the... Uh, 
a tutorial promo made while he, one of his, his first of five pro, yeah. of five tutorials he made. He mentioned it. Uh, uh, he said uh, the, 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 the cutoff of the low pass from making kicks is now more to the right than it was to the left. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, really. Yes. Yeah, it is because yeah. the accent right now is more on the mid than it was back in, in, in the nineties yeah. or in the millennium area, where it was more more punch based or more more attack based. Yes, yes, that's so true. So true. Yeah. On the other hand, there are a lot of tempo kicks uh, the, 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 uh, nowadays who still are who are going back to where. Uh, where where it was, uh, I think uh, began uh, where it was in 2014 or 2015, mm. where the the punch and, and the attack is going is is going more back uh, back, uh, back to the front than uh, than than the most up tempo tracks right now. So uh, I, I hear uh, I hear some uh, some change in, in those sounds. And uh, I really like that that, that 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 there still is a diverse diversity in the subgenre of tempo right now. And uh, yeah. So, uh, but there are a lot of producers in it. A lot of new producers are doing up tempo. So you have a big amount of taste of, of, of kind of, of all kinds of, of ways of producing how they see hardcore these days. Yeah. So that's that's that that's a cool thing that there still are. New producers are still new producers coming with their own influences. Why, why do you think um, there are so many producers going for up tempo? Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, it's hard to tell because uh, I think a lot of people do uh, want to make make a hardcore. Uh, Damn, how do I say it? Well, I think uh, up tempo is, uh, is 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 that 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 it's that energy rush. I think you have. If you have, uh, it's a matter of taste. If you are that that gabber who is uh, twenty years old or eighteen or whatever, who is going to the to 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 an up tempo area at, at a festival. You like it. You go there for four years, and, and now you have that chance to produce. Hey, yeah. it makes sense that you're going to produce that kind of yeah. kind of sound because hey, it, it is your taste. It is yeah. what, what 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 drives you on those festivals. Yeah. So uh, so I think yeah, I see a lot of those guys making music right now and are doing doing a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but and and, and on the other hand, yeah. If, I see that sometimes with, with a couple of, of, of guys who are making a tempo for years now who are experimenting with lower paced hardcore and, and, yeah. and, uh, and doing leads uh, for, for, for without, with, uh, without, uh, after making a lot of aggressive hardcore tracks, they are now making uh, melodic based hardcore. Yeah, that's a cool evolution because they are now Right now, with this COVID thing, you have the time to develop yourself and to yeah. check other other directions you want to go with hardcore. You can go uh, experiment, and, and that's a cool thing. That's that's the positive thing of the time we're having right now in this pandemic that 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 you can develop. And on the other hand, this is the time for new producers to step into this world of hardcore because yeah. hey, now now is the time to uh, for 
a lot of people to check what's what's on the horizon for kinds of for what kind of producers are coming right now. Yeah, but I think it's also a logical evolution as a producer, you know. Like when when you start and you're really into it, you know, you're not just like, you know, there are also producers who just making tracks to get on stage. But uh, those producers who are really into production, they usually start with um, like, you know, mainly dance floor oriented tracks, but then they start developing, they start um, getting a little bit more into melodies, harmonies, into like leads and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's that's a, a typical evolution, you know, like a guy starts with up-tempo only, you know, kicks and, um, you know, a couple of samples and sooner or later he gonna transition to like, you know, trying to make his own breakdown, write his own melody and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's also a logical evolution. That's why a lot of guys might have started with like banging aggressive tracks, but yeah. now slowly going to more the more sophisticated, more musical thing. Because you know you also want to test yourself. You know you don't want to step st stay on the on the same point for ten years. You know. Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, for example, myself, I I I, I always like to make uh, to make melodic tracks or, or tracks with. A lot of a lot of sounds and a lot of influences in it. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to uh, to do the opposite, just mm -hmm. to make a, a banger of, 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 of a, a two twenty BPM banger with uh, with less sound in it and more accent on the kicks. That's 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 not of my nature, but it's a challenge for me. And uh, yeah, uh, so so that's that's on the other, that that's something I want to de develop myself. Can it, is this something I uh, really want to make? Yeah. So and um, yeah, uh, with with, with uh, my uh, my album coming, uh, yeah, now is the time just to 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 develop that and and, and perhaps yeah. it, it, it could work out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I think now is exactly the time to bring in more, bring out more tracks with melodies and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Dance floor, so like dance floor oriented tracks will probably not perform really good because there are no dance floors at the moment. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, of course. But 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 yeah. um, uh, I think uh, on, on one way it's it's okay just to to save those tracks just for the moment when when uh, when we can all go mm. to parties again. No. So you can. Uh, uh, unleash your your, your 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 party track with a lot of leads and melodies in it no. um, but on the other hand it's if you release a melodic track right now with a lot of quality in it uh, people will notice you and say hey this guy is making some quality shit no it's, it's sorry okay it's sorry that it's 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 not that time to to uh, to hear it on full force at a festival but hey if he doesn't make the, these kind of tracks more often uh, in the future, then well, hey, I can't wait to hear more of him when when we, we can can go to the parties again. So I think it's 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 more uh, a strategy than 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 yeah. I think people should make music and and, and, and just just go with the flow, just do it, just yeah. release it, and just let, let let people decide what they think of it. I think people should make music just for the sake of making music. Yes, uh, yes. A lot of people right now um, are like, no, I'm not making music because what for? You know, I can't get any bookings and shit. Fuck, make music. Put it yeah. out, whatever. It's like... You're on one hand, you're a DJ, and on the other hand, you're a producer. 
People at home need to be entertained as well. They, oh, hey, there, there is, uh, there is, a, there are a lot of guys who need this music, and, and, and because hey, uh, music is part of life. And, and if 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 all, for instance, if all hardcore artists, big, uh, the, 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 how, how big you are, don't care. But if they all should stop making music, making hardcore music, and wait for the moment that festivals. Uh, are, are on the horizon. Yeah, what kind of world are we living in then? Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a very that's, business oriented world. That's very business oriented. So I think yeah. people need to make music and release it. So, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, just for the sake of making music. I mean, yeah. Uh, why There's a new track of mine coming up in, uh, in March. So that's, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, you need to. You need to, you need, you need to yeah. make music and that's your obligation to, to your fans and, and, and uh, they need to be entertained even if they're in, in a pandemic as, uh, like we're in right now. Yeah, that's right. Do you have some production advice for people who are listening? Uh, I'm, I'm not the technical guy that, 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 uh, that is in the, in the seat to, make, to give advice, but uh, if, if I can have some advice, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Just listen to what, what, whatever you want to make. And uh, if, 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 if at one day you have, a, you have an sound, you feel comfortable with it, and people recognize your sound, um, yeah, just make, just make more music with that sound, uh, some varieties of it, but, but, but keep your own identity. Make your own identity because people will recognize your music. Yeah. Um, Back in the days, I, I think Rob in his, in, in his podcast said it, said it really cool that if you have a Charlie Low noise or you have a Paul Elstack or whatever, yeah. if you hear his track in the 90s, hey, those, 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 those sounds, that Rotterdam sound, hey, you say, oh, hey, that's a Paul Elstack song. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, but that, that separates you from, from, from the pack and it makes you really special. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, a lot of people... I hear so much. I, I, I don't see that the diversity anymore. No. Uh, I see a lot of people who are like, like I said, making music who who, are, who have so much accent on the on the on the mid that they all sound the same. Um, and, and and then it's a challenge for you to create your own sound that no. that separates you yourself from the pack. Then you're special. That's producing. Make your own sound and not copy uh, copy some, some, somebody else's music because it's not you. Yeah, and it's probably not going to be as good as the one you copy. I, I'm not saying that because hey, you can still <laughs> make, you can still make a good cool track, but is it you? Is it you? Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, there was a period of time there was like every fucking hardcore track was a, a kind of a cheap copy of like what Angerfist was doing, like, you know, about five years ago. I think mm -hmm. it was around that time where he also gave the first masterclass. And yeah, like there been a lot of copies like of the Angerfist sound, but nobody kind of got it really, you know, so... That also goes to show. I mean, this guy is doing that sound like <laughs> since ever, and now like he makes a masterclass, and then like you know a bunch of uh, kids, uh, you know, downloading the say the same plugins and just recreating what he done, and it's, wondering why nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah, but you're talking about somebody who has been here for uh, who's been top of the bill for a lot of years, and <laughs> uh, 
good buddy of mine, which I really respect, uh, Tony, the watcher. Uh, I, 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 one night he told me, uh, he, he, I think he went to Angerfist once uh, to pay him a visit in the studio and he had a stopwatch with, uh, with him. And, uh, and, and he pressed he pressed on the stopwatch and within 21 minutes this guy is is shitting out a complete new track yeah. this guy is so insanely but but quality, a quality track and it's insane what this guy can do with music yeah. um, uh, then he throws in a masterclass like you said and um, yeah of course a lot of people really like his sound really yeah. want to 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 make uh, to make that sound and and, tr and and try to to make it their own, but it's not. Is it your identity? No, I. It's it's, it's your, Yeah, I don't. Yeah, just be yourself and not and not an Angerfist ripoff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you know, you also got to get real with your expectations, because like, why would somebody listen to you? You know, if you make like an Angerfist ripoff, like why should somebody be interested? I mean, then I'm gonna listen to. Be yourself, and that's that's the thing. Producing is creating an identity. Yeah. It's 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 when you produce, uh, you're you're uh, you're steering your own ship, your own your own company. If if, if you're producing, yeah. you're doing it for your own name, your own company, and you need to make your own product, make your own identity, and then you're producing. Yeah. And, 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 and otherwise you're copying just to be yourself and, and give yourself an, an own identity which people can relate your sound to. Let's go back to the 90s where, we, like I said, everybody had his own sound and I, and I can hear when, when, when I hear a neophyte or a Paul yeah. or a prophet, his own sound, but then, then you're a producer. You're unique yeah. in your own thing. Yeah, that makes total sense. Last question. Do you have also some business advice for the people who are listening? What? Yeah. What do you mean with business advice? I don't know. Make sure you get paid when you DJ. And make sure <laughs> you get paid ahead. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, um, or read your I've been, I've been a DJ for 25 years and I've seen a lot and uh, I've yeah. seen a lot of good things. I've seen a lot of shit and I saw a lot of moments when I played and I didn't get paid because, hey, the promoter was gone or... Yeah, something else came up. Uh, could you, uh, when I was played uh, at second at a party, I had to play. Uh, I had to uh, stay for, I think, the rest of the evening because, hey, at the end of the evening, the, ca uh, the, the, the cash was counted and then you got yeah. paid. Uh, if, you're, uh, uh, if you want to get paid for your, for, for, for your bookings, uh, uh, just, just have... Uh, Just have a good, uh, good uh, agreement with with the people you're going to you're going to because hey, um, that that's that's the positive thing of a bookings agency. You yeah. uh, they are taking good care of you and of uh, of of, of uh, where you're going to play. They arrange that you're getting paid uh, before you play, and that's yeah. that's that's how it has to be done. Uh, if you're not at a bookings agency, make sure you get paid before you before you play. Because hey, it's 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 um, a lot of promoters are, are are abusing it. Because hey, are, there are a lot of artists, and there are a lot of artists who are are, 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 are um, well settled. 
But also there are a lot of beginners that still want to make that name for themselves. And they're getting, I, I, was, in, I was in that spot as well. And I got abused a lot of times because I, I, I went, I drove kilometers, not normal for, through all of Holland, Belgium, Germany, and I didn't got paid. Well, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. And, 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 and because your whole, your, whole, uh, your whole effort is in it and you didn't get paid, yeah, that's, that's, that's a shitty thing. So, yeah. especially, so, especially if the party was total shit, you know, you had like some opener slot, nobody was there, the party was total shit and you didn't even get paid. Like, yeah, that and, happens, uh, that's like the worst, the worst that can happen, actually. And it happened to me a lot. And, yeah. and, and the bookings agents, well, Uh, it, 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 learned, it learned me a lot, and uh, mm -hmm. on the other hand, a bookings agency is, is something in the, uh, that that you can that you can have just to make sure that you get paid uh, and, and that you get in contact with the yeah. right promoters. Just be careful with your before you're doing business with, and uh, yeah, if, if there's a good agreement, then it's then it's both for the promoter as for the artist. It's a good thing that you then you can have a great party and. Uh, and, and Perhaps some some good uh, potential new uh, new bookings as well with that same promoter. Yeah. How important? Because it's a matter of trust. How important is it for you to have an agency? Ah, uh, uh, I think if if if, I'm, uh, if you have a, a, a good network of your own, yeah. it could be. Uh, it couldn't be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an advantage because if mm. people know you, if people, uh, if promoters know you and, and, and they know how they can reach you, then, then it, 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 it isn't a thing you can, you, you, respect, you, you really don't have to use, don't, it's not necessary. But on the other hand, hey, if you still want to uh, have some things on your bucket list uh, and you still want to achieve that and you still don't know what what uh, who, who to contact with to, yeah. to, to achieve those goals the promoters in this case yeah, in that case a, a bookings agency would be cool and and uh, yeah and they can take you uh, further to other horizons uh, like 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 uh, like venues or, or parties you never heard before in, in, in countries you've never been uh, you've never heard before. No. But but that that's a positive thing of bookings agencies. On the other hand, if your network, like I said, is is already cool and you can have the the bookings you already want, yeah, that then then you can ask yourself your question: Is it something I need? No. Yeah, I personally think like um, like a person like me, I definitely need a filter between me and a promoter, because I always live by business is always personal. And if somebody mm -hmm. goes very strong in negotiations, I take it personal because it's like, come on, you, it's, it's a little bit disrespectful. So I need a filter. I need somebody to be in between. Yeah. It's not about like sending a quote, saying like how much I want, sending in a contract and a rider. It's just like not talking money with that person. You know, I, I rather have somebody in between. I say like, this is the fee I would like to get. Go get it. But every all the shit getting thrown in between before the contract gets signed, I don't want to know anything about it. Because yeah, then I go to the party and I hate that promoter already. So I'm gonna get very personal. Well, on the other hand, it, 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 it develops a lot of stress for the artist because hey, uh, you wanted to do something. It, it, it's 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 a two way situation. Eh? That that those guys uh, that, that that promoter wants you. They want to have you, and uh, they want to have you. Uh, no matter what 
And on the other hand, you want to uh, you want to uh, you want to perform. You want to entertain for the people who are coming there. You want to be uh, <coughs> a good investment for that promoter. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, you don't want to disappoint yourself. So you want to have an, a, a fully understandable and, and reliable agreement with that promoter. Yeah. And uh, if, 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 if you think it's, it's causing you a lot of stress, uh, unnecessary stress to, 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 uh, have that, uh, to have that arrangement with that promoter, then the bookings agency will be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Because you, you're not in that shit. The only thing you need, you, you need to do is uh, check in your agenda. Hey, I've got some uh, so, some parties I'm going to. Yeah. Okay, where? Okay, I will drive. Let's go. All right, yeah. and, and the rest is, is is it's up to the agency. And yeah, that's a cool thing. That's a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any final words? Now you can plug the release yeah. coming in March. What? I, I, <laughs> you know, I really, I really uh, like what what you're doing on your channel. I really. Uh, I'm really honored that having you uh, that you asked me for your for your for your podcast. Uh, I'm really looking forward to for some uh, for some new uh, yeah for some new stories from other artists yeah. and uh, yeah for all the people uh, yeah watching yeah thanks thanks for watching thanks for all your support for the past 25 years. It's been uh, wow 20, 25 years. I'm an artist right now and it's all it's it's, it's something I. I uh, can't do without because it's 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 so much it's so cool to entertain people. Uh, yeah. if, if if it's if it's 50 people or 5,000 people, I don't care because all the people deserve to be entertained. And I can't wait uh, can't wait to go, to be back on stage after this COVID period. And uh, yeah, some new music is coming. My album is coming. Still working on it. I'm uh, I'm, all, I'm working on the last couple of tracks. One of those tracks are is is coming up really soon in March. Uh, can't tell uh, I can't tell much about it. So, but keep your eyes open and uh, yeah, some new music is coming and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for checking it and uh, yeah. uh, for all the begin beginning producers. Check out the tutorials on General Geibel because this guy knows a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thank you for being here, for talking to the people. It was a blast. Yes, it was great. Thank you. And uh, yeah, people, take care and uh, see you soon. All right, boys and girls. This is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we are back with the 40th episode. I'm doing my best to get somebody very special on it. But it's some kind of tough to get some people on it because some people are really dicks and really never respond. But that's a different topic. Anyway, you guys stay safe. If you're in need for sounds and samples, check out generalgeibel.com and I highly recommend you to check out all the other shit especially if you like that BKJN guys check out the interview with Retap and also with Vandalism if you're on YouTube they're gonna pop out here and if you're listening on the audio side just browse for it it's not hard to find since it's only 39 episodes so far so thank you very much for watching or listening and I see you next week bye bye